You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Simulcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. If you're watching us on Dish Network, thank you very much. Week 14 is underway. It's the Fantasy Football Playoffs. Your journey to fantasy football glory begins now. Thanks for rocking with us right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. As we try to help you get W's in Week 15, it all kicked off last night with the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints in a football game that wasn't the best played football game, but still exciting to the end, in my opinion. I want to start off by saying, um, well, let me bring in, let me bring in the homies first. All in kid, Jake Seeley. Good morning. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good, Corey. Very good. Check the link. Shirts available right now. Today. At all in, all, at all in kid on Twitter. Get that done. ASAP. Get them for Christmas. For the fantasy sports fan in yours. On your wish Marty list. got one. Oh, shout out to Marty in Canada. Marty in Canada is a, is a supporter. First order came from Canada. Shout out to Marty. Matt Medica. First order. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Matt Medica, what's going on, Wall Street? What's up with you? Uh, reassessing after last night. Yeah. Uh, Julio, 15 points. I'll take it. We have a 14.8. Ingram, I would have liked a little more with the fact that Kamara went out. It was, you know, it was a shame to see Kamara suffer that concussion. But the guy got injured. He didn't let you down because he looked fantastic on that opening drive. But... It's the NFL. Injuries are going to happen. So there you go right there. So let's start with uh, Alvin Kamara. Like, I was just teasing y'all when I said, like, he needed to, like, tweak a hamstring or something because he needed to slow down because I didn't have him nowhere. Mm-hmm. But um, I apologize for that to the Kamara owners. Most of you dudes should have buys anyway because you got this kid that you got off the wire. Jake, was Kamara off the wire or was he drafted in, in 12-team, 16-round drafts? On average draft position, he was off the wire. Wow. So he's really? the waiver wire dude of the year, then. I mean, it was, well, you got to take 12 teams, 16 rounds. It was, yeah, but I remember, it was Adrian Peterson, and all of them were in the mix at the beginning that's of the year. That's true. You're right about that. That, that, that Jake does make a good point. Matt, in, in, in a lot of 20-round drafts, I don't think he was going in nah, he the, the top six. Was he going he in was. the top I mean, 16 rounds? Him, yeah, without a doubt. I, I'm, I, I want to see his ADP overall. I am... That to me sounds odd because he was not was, left in the. It was in the one sixties. That's that's past the point of being drafted normally for a running back. Yeah, I can see that though. Okay. I can see that because if if, if if you if you look at it at ADP, and and the majority of people play in sixteen round drafts. I don't I, really. No, think, I'm talking about a sixteen round draft. So yeah, and the sixteen round. Yeah, I'm thinking sixteen round drafts. He was going, but anyway, Lon, that's neither here nor there. Bottom line is, I did not mean to get the kid uh, damn banged up, whatever. Dude, did, the, the, co- the comments were already coming for you. Yeah, I know. Just I saw so that. you know, <laughs> in 12-team NFC leagues, 12-team. Yeah. This is, uh, this is not draft champions and stuff. At 329 uh, drafts, he was the 132nd. He had, a, he had an ADP of 132. So that would be right outside in the 16-round draft. Right? Well, that's, in, that's in the draft. Oh, that's in it. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so here we go. He did tweet last night, Kamara, that um, he'll be back next week. He's fine, whatever. He's good to go. 
when we come back on the other side, we're going to start to break down this game and uh, get you ready for the rest of week 14 right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy on FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Fantasy football frenzy, the playoffs underway week 14. Got some link checking coming up. All the good Speaking stuff. Which, I just, I just double checked, Corey. He was, he was in the 130s. Yeah. Or no, wait. Was one, no, 150s. Uh, 130 to 150 range, depending on when you started on my fantasy league. So he's basically a 13th, 14th rounder. Yeah. Okay, so he was like so, just, so just mostly drafts, but I think a lot of people that were in non PPR had dropped them early in the year when that Adrian Peterson mess was continuing to go on. So he could have ended up being a waiver pick for some people. Yeah, I, re- I remember because that's why I remember writing about him for the first three weeks. Yeah, because um, I don't have Sun nowhere, and I was thinking that later on in the draft season, I was like, I got to get Kamara, I got to get Kamara, I got to get Kamara. Cause see, at first, you were Matt, sitting here all summer, right? Yeah, I sat here all year. Oh, you get <laughs> Matt got jokes. <laughs> I sat here all summer. You listen to me. Hey, but you know, we all, we all got and missed some. Eh? Yeah. Where's the thrill prior Kamara team? <laughs> oh. I don't know. We could do a show and check the receipts. I'm glad we checked the receipts. <laughs> no, see, this was my thing. I remember exactly what I was saying about Kamara, right? I remember exactly what it was. Because everybody was saying that he was going to have the Reggie Bush role. And I was like, well, look at the. They've been saying that this. They was been saying in New, in, in New Orleans that a back was going to have the Reggie Bush role every year now. And I was like, I'm not dealing with another Travis Cadet or C.J. Spiller or whatever because they're going to have this Reggie Bush role. Okay, I was wrong. I, I admit that. That's why I put a little hex on him, a little mojo on him last night. You feel what I'm saying? Because y'all just can't walk into the playoffs. I'm starting to understand some of y'all are sweating this morning, but still got 15 games on the slate, so still plenty of time to uh, get it right. I mean, hell, I started Tevin Coleman last night, so – I, maybe I jinxed myself. You feel what I'm saying? Putting that bad mojo out there on Kamara. I had Tevin Coleman in the lineup last night in a head-to-head matchup against Chris Vaccaro. Well, I'll never hear the end of it if I lose to him. You feel what I'm saying? You know, we'll, we'll discuss that tonight on Old School 9 p.m. Uh, we did start Coleman in one of their primetime. So. Right, so there you go right there. So make sure you're back with us for that program. All right, so you got Kamara and Coleman concussed. Atlanta Falcons won this football game last night. I have no idea how the Atlanta Falcons won this football game last night. Jake, Matt Ryan was flat out horrific last night. Matt Ryan waits till week 14 to start to force the ball to Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah, uh... 13? Oh, yeah. oh the, I, I thought you were gonna. I jumped ahead. I thought I was trying to complete your thought. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say start ter- playing terribly because he has zero touchdowns last week. But go ahead. Yeah, he waits till week fourteen to start throwing the football to Julio Jones. I mean, forcing the football to Julio Jones. Picked off. He looked terrible last night. They ended up getting the win. Is Atlanta more battle tested or lucky after last night? 
Lucky, I would say that they did. Although the Saints didn't do their part with that interception late, but I, I don't. I'm with you. I don't see how they deserve to win that game. I don't know how they won that game. Uh, the things weren't clicking, and maybe it was the loss of Camara on the offense, and that's a real big effect because Mark Ingram looked good, but he definitely didn't look as good as he has been with Camara back there. I think that brings something that the defenses just don't have an answer for when they're switching them out in and out throughout the game. They just they can't get settled and you know run against them. So I think that, I don't know, I don't, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Falcons going forward. If you survive that game with Matt Ryan, I'd certainly be looking for other options, if you could possibly could. Jay, I mean, uh, Matt, would you say that Matt Ryan's been a bust this year? You have to say that. I mean, okay. he has. And especially these last couple of weeks, he's killed you. What is he putting up? I mean, I'm looking at, like, in six-point touchdown passing league, he's putting up, like, eight points a week. That's or crazy. Just that's close horrible. to nine. So that's, that's not going to cut it. But uh, I kind of thought I was surprised why Ingram didn't get more involved. I know he gets that 17 to 18 touches a week and stuff like that, which he did wind up, I think he finished with 16, 12 rushing attempts. He caught four passes. I think they could have went to him a little more. He didn't look bad at all, in my opinion. So I was a little confused with that. And Matt Ryan, is the game versus the Lions, he threw three interceptions and one. Last night he threw three interceptions and one. The rest of the league is 0-20. When a quarterback throws three interceptions. Matt Ryan is like, he's so even keel. He's so steady. Never really seems to panic. Never really seems, like, he's not like Jay Cutler lethargic. I don't care. But he's kind of just like, okay, I'm the quarterback. Everything's going to be fine. You know, you win some, you lose some type of guy. Never really seemed rattled. I've never seen Julio Jones raise his voice on the football field. When Julio Jones started going off, coming off the field, I think Matt Ryan at that point became timid and he started to try to force Julio Jones to football on every play to the detriment of Matt Ryan and the detriment of the team. When you look at Julio, Jake, five for 98, you want the touchdown to cap the night, but for the most part, decent Julio Jones performance. His owners that are in the playoffs really have nothing to worry about. This is about what you can expect. Probably finish this week as a wide receiver too. Yeah. I, uh, oh wait. Oh, yeah, I was thinking what well, you meant wide receiver the number two. I was like, oh, no, he's not was a wide receiver. Yeah, no. like a, so, in a yeah, twelve to twenty four range. Look, you expected more from Matt Ryan this year, even yeah. with the regression numbers out there. You expected more from Julio Jones, but I didn't expect that much more from him from last night though, because he was going against Lattimore. I actually thought for what Lattimore did, that was a testament to his ability to be able to keep him in somewhat check. I think the final number was like three for sixty-five, but it's a testament to the fact that Julio Jones as well, and the fact that you can't do much to stop Julio Jones. So if you can keep him in check, I think you succeeded. And last night, I thought because of Lattimore, because of the attention given. I thought that was a good game all around, honestly. Yeah, yeah. see, Matt, and I, I agree with Jake, and we talked about this earlier on the Roto Experts. I think Lattimore did a good job. That I mean, that is Julio Jones. Lattimore is a rookie. I think he did a good job on Julio Lattimore, and, and I think I think Julio was frustrated. Julio, Julio is not the type of cat that's going to be out there talking and all that. That's not his game, not his M.O. But the fact that you saw that last night, that frustration, I think Lattimore kind of got to Julio a little bit. He played well, Lattimore. Julio had a good game. He yeah, just, he did. You know, you got to get the guy involved in the end zone. When you got three linemen running out there, try to. He threw it's a crazy. <laughs> I want to go back to what, what I think a, a problem for Matt Ryan has been this season. What I mentioned on Real Experts is the Sarkeesian offense. In the past, we saw last year he threw ten touchdowns to tight ends. Mm-hmm. In the past, he's had Tony Gonzalez. 
I think the tight end is a feature that Matt Ryan likes, and it's a feature that's not highlighted in this offense and maybe something that he struggled with this season. I think that could be a point of it. I can, I can understand where you're coming from there. I look at the situation with Matt Ryan as this, and I think we've started to see a trend develop because they've had a number of different offensive coordinators with the Atlanta Falcons. Matt Ryan is always going to be better in the second year of the offense. So next season in 2018 when you're drafting and – Matt Ryan is going as off the board as quarterback sixteen. But go ahead and take a hot, take a fly on Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan will bounce back next season. How confident are we in Steve Sarkeesian? that like, he's going to have that job? They're he, not going to fire what him. What the hell? No, no, no. I'm not saying that he's going to get fired. But like, what has he done that's like so fantastic? I mean, he's a name. He's, he's a, been no, on no, some no, some big time college programs. Yeah, okay, Washington. He's he's a uh, homeboy's friend. That the helps. USC. I mean, I don't I don't want to get to his personal issues, but that yeah. was a disaster. Okay, he turned the Washington program around. He was the offensive coordinator for. Washington. Oh, you saying that he, you don't think he was worthy of being an NFL I, I head, I'm coordinator? Just to say he you're, he is a name. You're 100 percent yeah. right. Is he just more of a name, or that's my point, Jake? I don't think he's I don't think he's going to get fired. I think his first year in the position, I think the Falcons offense gets the system down better. He learns some things. They improve more next year. I don't I wouldn't go I I don't I don't I'm not saying that Matt is saying this, but I think he's 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 worthy of being an NFL offensive coordinator, wouldn't you agree? I mean, I don't have that much take, like I don't have a yeah. history of him to say that he doesn't at the same time, but this is the same, what we talked about two weeks ago when Matt Ryan was starting to click and everything looked good in the last five, six games is the fact that it doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator is. At the NFL level, when you switch offensive schemes and coordinators, if you have an established quarterback, it takes time for the offense and especially the quarterback to start to work in that offense. I go back to the example with Eli Manning when McAdoo first came in. He struggled, and then it was clicking with McAdoo uh, not before McAdoo became a head coach when he was only the offensive yeah. coordinator. And Bruce Arians at that time gave his advice. He said, don't expect Eli Manning to play well for about eight games. So I don't think we could – he's not going to be fired. They're not going to fire him after one season knowing that. Yeah, that's what I think too. And, I, and, I, and trust me, in 2018, Matt Ryan had a better click, a better, a better hold of this offense – Fantasy owners are going to remember what happened this year. Matt Ryan's going to slip all the way down draft boards. Take Matt Ryan as your quarterback too next year. And Matt Ryan's going to come back, bounce back, and put up some nice numbers. Um, the production of Michael Thomas this season. Saw him have the big game last night. He would have a, if Kamara didn't hit, Michael Thomas would have had a humongous season. Kamara's kind of taking some of that away from him. With that being said, a lot of people out there are saying that, well, Michael Thomas didn't have the kind of season we thought he would have. Michael Thomas is I don't see have nothing I don't have a problem with Michael Thomas. He doesn't have the big blow up games, but he's been solid, steady, and consistent all season. And last night he had one of his best games when you needed the most. I, I mean I argued the point yesterday that, you know, he's been consistent. He's not a disappointment. Uh I didn't have him as a top five wide receiver, but maybe what, eighth? Yeah. I had him. He's so, the back of the first round guy. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't get why just because he doesn't have a 32-point week. He's got, what, four weeks over 20. He's had one bad week. That was versus the Lions. But otherwise, it's been a consistent 15 points. All right, there you go right there. When we come back, I'm going to get the all-in kid on, on this part of the discussion on Michael Thomas's production because a lot of fantasy owners have been saying that son has been doing bad. That's not fair. Also, telephone lines open up. We know you got the questions. Week 14, 844-843-6879. You in the playoffs, you should be on the telephone talking to us. Phone lines open, 844-843-6879. Fantasy Football Frenzy.
If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Hey, all right, here we go. Fancy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. The exact all-in kid, Wall Street, Matt Medica. We got you covered. Getting you ready for fantasy football playoffs. Be there. Don't be that guy that didn't make the damn playoffs. And don't be don't be that three seed sitting up there playing that six seed, sweating. Because I'm that, I'm that guy. I'm the three going up against Vicaro. He's the six. And I'm looking at his team. And I got ball winning funches. So I got dudes that might be in trouble this week. <clears throat> I still got Tyreek Hill and my son DeAndre Hopkins, though, and I already got a 3.5 from Tevin Coleman, so it's going to be an interesting sweat. In standard four scoring formats on the season, this is this is not included last night. Michael Thomas is wide receiver 15, standard scoring on the season. In point per reception, once again, this is not including last night. Michael Thomas is wide receiver 10 on the season. There's this narrative out there, Jake, amongst fantasy owners that Michael Thomas has been a disappointment. And I'm looking at Michael Thomas's numbers. He has 11 of the 13 games he's played. He has double-digit points. He averages 15 points in the PPR. He averages 8 points in the standard. Maybe the standard dudes are the guys, Jake, that's saying that Michael Thomas is having a down season. Because if you're playing a point per reception, you have to be satisfied. So, standard-wise, I don't, I don't play any standard leagues. Stand, has, he, has he been this, for the standard owner? Has he been a disappointment? No, the people that are complaining and the people that want to say, you know, if I have a top ten wide receiver, I want them to single-handedly win me a week like Julio Jones. Yeah. And this week might have finally been that game for him. It just hasn't happened this season. So now you finally got the game. You got the game where, hey, he can single-handedly help your team win a game. And did it the great time. It's the playoffs are here. You couldn't ask for anything more. No, I would much rather have a Michael Thomas on my team. Look, I will say it right now. If you gave me the choice of today, go back across my league in reverse, like like go revisionist history, yeah. and said, do you want Michael Thomas or Julio Jones today? I would take Michael Thomas I because, agree. as you said, double digit points most every single week. Julio Jones has basically had an Amari Cooper like season from last year. And that's, he's definitely better than Cooper, but last year's Amari Cooper season is basically what Julio did. And I don't want that in my lineup because I don't want 30 points one week and five the next. Julio Jones is amazing. We've talked about him all the time, I and mean, especially in a PPR. He's actually been somewhat consistent, but uh, you asked about non-PPR. Now, in PPR, I think that's even less of an argument you can mm-hmm. make against him because you just mentioned the numbers. He's also up there with Julio Jones. People are complaining about Julio Jones, too, for what I just said. So in a PPR, both these guys have been as steady as you could want. Yeah, Matt, I don't, I don't see what I don't see where that narrative comes from. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, how you want to look at okay. it? I'm, I'm going to break this down. With say Keenan Allen. Yeah. You look at his first nine games. He had like 110 points. Yeah. His last three games, he's had 100 points. Yeah. He's balling right now. So, he's locked in. You know, people would people were getting a uh, a little annoyed with Keenan Allen just a month ago. Yeah. They were disappointed. They're like, what's going on here? And 
three weeks later, he's like wide receiver number three. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing with the Michael Thomas owner. These teams may not be in the playoffs. So if these teams are not in the playoffs. Oh, it's not Michael Thomas. I think fault. they are. How is, how is <clears throat> you know. Okay. I'm, I'm just asking. I think I'm they, 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 they could or could I think, be. I think there's more Michael Thomas people in the playoffs than there are Keenan Allen. Hmm. Well, Kenny, Keenan, Keenan Allen, Allen, the first like three. To Matt's point. Yeah. yeah. Well, Keenan Allen can send you on a three-game. Keenan Allen might have you on a three-game win streak right now. But it might have been right too now. late. Mm-hmm. That's true, too. It might have been too late. It's, well, it's the reverse Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem. Like, well, I, <laughs> yeah, well no, no, no. I'm bringing that up because yesterday, Nando told Matt and I to guess. We were guessing the most owned players on playoff teams. And I guess Kareem Hunt because of the hot start. But Kareem Hunt wasn't one of them. He was outside the top ten. I think he ended up being 13 or 14. Because you have what happened in the last couple weeks. Well, as much as you can enjoy what Keenan Allen's done the last three weeks, you might not be at the point if you're relying on him at the beginning of the season. So it kind of depends. Yeah, I mean, you want, first off, your first round pick, obviously, especially if you're picking towards the end, you want a consistent guy, a guy that's not going to bust for you, a guy that can ride you consistently throughout the season. Michael Thomas is not the reason you did not make the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I don't... He no, may with, not be with, the with reason, ex- but he doesn't. P- I, I, I really don't put a standard near the yeah, court. Okay. So, but I'm just talking like in, a, in, in the PPR format. I, I mean, I don't know. Including last night's game, he's averaging 16 points a game. I don't have no problem with him. So, I think the people that says that Michael Thomas was let, uh, let you down. It, 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 how about this? You got your barking up the through, wrong tree. I got through last night. Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, both averaging 16 points a game. Uh, Julio has 208 points. Point six. Michael Thomas is 208.2. There you go right there. That's the closeness of the two players. One was at the back end of the first round. One was at the front end of the first round. The Michael Thomas teams probably have a good, a better play. Uh, you know, the Michael Thomas teams, hopefully you don't have Michael Thomas and DeMarco Murray because I think it's a lot of Julio DeMarco teams out there that kind of fell in that same range. Uh, Devontae Freeman is an effing beast. They need to really feature him in the offense, the way he runs, unstoppable next to the goal line. When it comes to 2018, Jake, I think he drops into the second, maybe on that two-three turn, because injuries are going to be a thing with these concussions. I think it's going to be something that, for fantasy football purposes, I think Devontae Freeman may have to deal with, unfortunately. So wait, what? Repeat the question part of it again. Uh, it's about how Freeman is a Freeman is a beast, but when we move, right, right, when I got we, all that. When we spin it forward to 2018, I think he was on that one-two turn this year. I think he's on right. that two-three turn next year. Because I think concussion yeah, I issues. Falls, I don't think he falls that far. You don't think he falls they, that far? No, look at the state of the running back position. It, it, there's one. Okay, well, there's two potential factors here. It's like you got to remember, what's Dalvin Cook going to be like, yep. and you know all this type of. So we have a lot of backfields too. Where right now, like Kenyon Drake, if he continues to roll like this, and the backfield's his next year, because I just thought of him because somebody asked me about him in Dynasty last night is you might have an RB2 on your hands. He might be somebody that you consider the discussion with Devontae Freeman. There's a backfield to himself. He doesn't have injury concerns. But there's a somewhat deep draft class coming out Mm -hmm. where all these kind of backfields could get shaken up again. So I don't think he'll fall quite that far, but I can still see him being an RB1 just because the value is too much when he does play. Yeah, three down back. They can be. Not using him in the passing game has been a disappointment this season. The concussions more reward me more than anything else with Freeman Matt, but he's solid. I would go to him, especially if I get a second round discount on draft day. I think he falls out of the first round, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's going to fall all the way back to the two three turn. I think at that first round turn, Josh Gordon I think goes there. 
I mean, he could possibly even go hard. I'm sure there's going to be, depending upon how he finishes out this season yeah. and where he ends up next year. He's a restricted free agent, I believe. So you put him, you pair him with a good quarterback. I, I mean, I think people are really, everybody loves Josh Gordon. Yeah, no, you know, All we had to do is see the targets, see how wide open he was at times. And he, like I said, Casey Hayward himself said, Odell Beckham, besides uh, Josh Gordon, Odell Beckham and Josh Gordon were the two toughest guys this year. I eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine got some talk about the New York Jet and Philadelphia Eagle offense coming up a little bit later on in the program. So now it's time to open up the telephone lines and let's start it off today with Sean in Connecticut. Sean, welcome to the Fantasy Football Frenzy. What's good with you? Hey there, I'm a new listener. I just found you guys last month, and oh. I cannot get enough of this. I'm listening all the time. This is awesome. Thanks a lot, Sean. Really appreciate that. Thanks for hopping on. How can we help you? Week 14, you in the playoffs, Sean? Yeah, I got no a way. choice. I got one lineup choice, Mariota or McCown. I think you. I don't, I don't think there's no way you could play Marcus Mariota right now. The past two weeks, under 200 yards passing. The, the, the dude has been a dog this season. He's QB 20. Um, I, I just can't do it. I love Josh McCown as a top 12 quarterback right now. I understand the matchup may look tougher on pay- – well, it's a perception that the matchup is tough. This matchup really isn't a tough matchup. The only thing is he's going on the road and maybe down one his weapons and Robbie Anderson. But, Jake, I don't think there's no way you can start uh, Mariota over McCown. You're going to have to if Robbie Anderson's not playing. That's the fact. Yes, that's, you're going to have to wait and see. ASJ and Curse can't get it done? No, stop. No. I mean, in all honesty, I'm, I'm not as high as McCown as you are this yeah. week. I would start him and say Robbie Anderson's healthy. Everybody's a full go. Yeah. I would start him over Mariota. Honestly, I hope I have a better option than both. Okay, I can dig that. Yeah, so that's how with Sean is. is, is, is sorry, we couldn't really get you a well, consensus yeah, I answer. Would say, Sean. Look, if, if Robbie but Anderson plays, if Robbie Anderson plays, you start. Um, you start. Um, uh, you start. The one McCann. thing that will help should help Mariota this week is Matthews being fully. Well, I'm not saying 100, percent but Matthews playing this week. That we know. There you go, right there. All right, eight four four eight four three. Six eight seven. They taking pictures of us, man. I get so shy when they take pictures like that. And you never know where these pictures are gonna go. These people take pictures, right? They come to Studio Thirty Four. They see us in here. They come over here and take pictures. Then you don't know where they're going with these. You'd be on some like European. Instagram. I, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I was out there. Randy is in Canada. They might take the pictures up to Canada with Randy. You know what I'm saying? What's up, Randy? <laughs> what's good, man? What's good? What's going on, fellas? Ain't nothing much chilling, Randy. How can we help you this week? What you got going on? Sure. All right, so here it is. Uh, I'm in the playoffs, but the way that my playoffs work in this league is uh, two-week matchups, so week 13 and 14 is the first round here. Okay. Uh, I'm already down by uh, 15 points, so I need kind of a boost for this week. So I have three wide receivers I'm deciding on here. Um, Mike Evans, Stefan Diggs, and... Uh, Sterling Shepard, they got to start two. So I'm looking for the most upside between those guys. This is PPR standard, Randy. Uh, half point PPR. Half point five PPR. Mike Evans, Steph Diggs, Sterling Shepard, Jake. I don't sit Mike Evans because he can go off crazy at any time. So you like Sterling Shepard or, or, Steph, or Steph Diggs? I was to say, I messed with whether it was non PPR or PPR. Half point. Half? Uh, if Sterling Shepard comes out of practice clean today, and I mean 100%, not limited, I'm going with him. I mean, you've seen double-digit targets in Eli Manning's back quarterback. And Cowboys, you attack him in the slot. Everybody's done it. It has worked, Matt Madiga, the Cowboys in the slot. I know you don't normally sit Stephon Diggs, though, Matt. 
I normally don't. I really don't want to. I will admit the the slot receiver has slaughtered the Cowboys. And you got Eli Manning back underneath the helm. I would go. I would go Evans and Shepard. Yeah, I'll take Shepard considering all things will go. Uh huh. But I don't know. I'm not gonna feel good about it. So we can go ahead and sweep that one right there. Thanks a lot, Randy in Canada. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine telephone number to get involved with the fantasy football frenzy coming up on the other side let you know more about this new york jet offense the award-winning fantasy sports radio network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day 365 days a year you can catch this show and many others live on the fantasy sports radio network app iHeartRadio, or tune in radio want to listen on your computer at work go to fntsy.com slash radio or check us out on youtube live on the fantasy sports network youtube page where you can ask questions discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts or tell everyone that you disagree call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air the number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. Football Frenzy FNTSY Radio. I want to, uh, got a couple shout outs to give before we start to get into things. Shout out, first of all, shout out to the homie Nino DeFino, the great one, the architect, the brains behind the whole operation, <clears throat> holding it down for the kid yesterday as I was on the injured reserve. <clears throat> so shout out to Nando for that. It was fun. I'm sure it was. Oh, am, am, I, am I allowed to come back, Matt, or was it that fun? It was a Nando. <laughs> oh, something Nando oh, oh. would say. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to Nando. Uh, good looking. Now, shout out to the city of Houston, too. Um, matter of fact, somebody in Houston, give me a call this morning. 844-843-6879. I heard they had some snow in Houston this morning, and people was losing their mind. It's a wild year. So you had a, like a disaster. Had hosted the world, hosted the Super Bowl, had the horrible natural disaster. The Astros win the World Series and it snowed. <laughs> First time I ever arrived in Dallas, we got there like late night. On a Friday night, I was there for a business trip and it was snowing. I'm I was like, I didn't know it was snowing. Yeah, exactly. But it does snow in yeah, Dallas, I guess, though. I guess. But so. not, in, not, not in Houston, yeah. Um, uh, the homie from Randy from Canada, he uh, played in a two-week playoff. I find those to be interesting. Jake, you into that, that two-week playoff format? No. I never really just because you kind of started earlier because you can't play week seventeen, so you got to start yeah. it even earlier. So you, this is actually the second week of your playoffs already, and then you got another two weeks after that. I understand the appeal because you don't want to get hit with the one tough game, but I, I'd rather go full points for the playoffs like Matt does than to go to two game playoffs. And I don't even like going that. I just you know it's the playoffs. One game can knock you out. One game can knock you out. That's the fun of it. Yep, that's probably that's a part of the appeal. The two week playoff process, Madiga. That's not your thing. Yeah, I, I don't get it. Why not just play week 13 and the regular season there and you got 14, 15, 16? Okay. All right. 
Well, I mean, the head-to-head, two-week head-to-head matchup. I know Ronis liked the format. I think Ronis do it in one of his. I don't, I, look, when I talk about Ronis, for those of you who are new, Adam Ronis is this chump that used to work here. I don't mind the three-week head-to-head neither. Like, uh, in in the NFFC, say if some person wins the head-to-head for the regular season and another, and another wins the most points, you get you yeah. each get prize money, and then you battle for for the remaining prize money. No points. doubt. In a home league, though, they're not just going to have two out no, of 12 no, no, make no. the playoffs. But... I'm just saying, the head to head, yeah. you can do stuff. I yeah. Know. All right, cool. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, the New York Jets are in Denver this week. Take on the um, the Denver Broncos, the no fly zone. Give up 26 touchdown passes this year, <laughs> most in the NFL. It's, I'm not, it's not a thing. Josh McCown, Robbie Anderson, the whole crew, they, the, 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 the Jets offense is high flying. Historically, the Jets have had struggles. When they go to Denver, the Jets have had. If you're a Jet fan, you've had some nightmare scenarios in Denver, but nothing on the line. Neither one of these teams are playoff teams right now, Jake. You feel what I'm saying? I'm just comfortable, so comfortable with Josh McCown, Curse, Robbie Anderson right now that I'm just like, I don't care if they was the '85 Bears. Throw my Jets out there this week because the Jets are gonna help you advance in your playoffs. Now the thing with Robbie Anderson is of concern. But you alluded to the fact earlier that if Robbie Anderson is out, you're downgrading Josh McCown. Can you speak on that, please, sir? That's very simple. Now here's Jermaine Curse and what else? And Austin Farron Jenkins has fallen off, and maybe Austin Farron Jenkins becomes a better sleeper appeal at tight end and get back to that three-game stretch with a touchdown. But if you look at it outside the games with a touchdown, Austin Farron Jenkins has been basically worthless as a tight end. So I'm not going to go into my playoffs banking on Josh McCown with no Robbie Anderson with Jermaine Curse and Austin Severian Jenkins, your top two weapons, because next up at wide receiver, it's probably our Darius Stewart for all things. I'm just not going to do that. it. I, I, I have no problem with McCown and the fact that if you look at Denver this year, their past defense has not been that great. It's been middle of the road. It's even struggled at times. Uh, hell, you look at some of the matchups and some of the quarterbacks they faced that being able to put up points against them. But – Without Robbie Anderson, I, I can't. I'm not going to go that far. Oh, the tight end's done well against the Broncos. So ASJ, I, you know, considering your options, I don't see he'll probably catch a touchdown. The rule, not a catch. Yeah, well, yeah taken away. But I'm not as confident as everybody else. I just maybe it's just a gut feel. I think the Jets do disappoint this week in Denver. All right. They disappointed. That said, I mean, I'm, I'm going to start Robbie Anderson and stuff. Yeah, and you know. I'm not not playing them, but I do think it will be a disappointment. Very important today to keep an eye on the uh, status of Robbie Anderson, what he does. Doubt he gets in a full. If he gets in a full, you got to feel good about that. If he's an FP full participant in practice, if he's limited, then that means we're headed towards a dreaded game time decision on Sunday. Remember, that is a 4 o'clock start for Robbie Anderson, the touchdown maker. I'm so, I tell you what, it's a lot. Jake, or oh, Darius Stewart, that day you mentioned earlier. Remember that? Remember that day from the preseason? People was like, "Oh, Darius Stewart could be the Jets' leading leading wide receiver this year." <laughs> I, oh, think I don't I'm, think anybody. I, I might have had a team was, with a two yeah. with an oh, Darius yeah. Stewart team on it. <laughs> I don't think anybody out there was, you know, I was the leading wide receiver because back at, you go back to that time too, and Newman wasn't hurt yet, so. I think it was the fact that he could step as the number two, but just because it was a wide open competition, there was just nobody there. You know, Robbie Anderson had a little blip, but there was nobody that was like, oh my God, think of what Robbie Anderson could do. So I think it was just out there. You were throwing darts. You're trying to pick up yeah. who could be the next option on this team, honestly. Yo, I forgot about Quincy and Numa. Yeah. That reminds me. Yeah, Numa. We got to worry about when now and next year, Numa gets back in the mix. The Jets got a little bit of weapons. 
ain't a quarterback though, because Josh McCown at thirty nine next yeah, but year. I don't know that curse is 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 curse contract up after this. Not sure. I'm gonna check. I'll check right now. Yeah, they got a little bit of pieces, Matt. Well, I'm not so. You like the, you're, so you're a Bill fan. You're a no, Bill no, fan. You're not going to so talk excited up the if I was the Jets. I, I, I no like one the, can play. We I like, like Robbie Anderson. I like the receiver. I, I like yeah. Robbie Anderson uh, and stuff. But you, you don't, don't like, you don't like a no one. No one was a freak. Curse is owed five million. They could get out for him for free if they want to. Oh, they might. You know, yeah, they might do that then. The, the whole line is the whole question for me is who's going to be the quarterback next year? You don't. I don't care how good. It's McCown's not going to be McCown. I agree. It can't be McCown. What's the running back situation looking like next year? Who's who's their guy? If Powell get the job fully, Powell can run with the job. Powell can be a starting running back in the NFL. I'm not saying he, he can't be a productive player. He's proven he's productive. Yeah. But has he proven it, you know, is this a guy you want to bank on? They seem reluctant to go to him. Yeah. I, I'm, I think this questions you. Okay. I, I, like, I like the Robbie Anderson. Her- you bring back ASJ. He'll be 30 next year too, Corey. Oh, uh, Bilal? Yeah, wow. he's been around that long. But he don't have that much miles on his legs, though. He's like, nah, I, don't care. I would yeah, want him just... to be my starting running back. He's They're like not that... going to turn. No, court... no, no team is going to say, "Hey, let's potentially see if we can have a workhorse running back at thirty years old." <laughs> he, he's like that Alfred Morris thirty. How old is Alfred Morris? He's like that thirty with not a lot of miles on him. See, that's a different thirty when you don't have the miles. Alfred Morris on has him. more miles on him than Paul Powell does. He does. Alfred Morris got three seasons where he ran for thousand yards. Hmm. Yeah, but if you are. Uh, if you who was the running back that was don't have all the miles on him when he it was Mark Ingram was it Mark Ingram? No, yeah, Mark Ingram gets. Oh, I can't think who it was. It's, it's a it was a running back. I can't think. Let me move on. Tiki Barber. Maybe that's who it was. It was it, like people I mean, would say. I'm, oh, I'm was not, it was Marshawn Lynch. That, no, there's yeah. Marshawn Lynch was always hurt though. Marshawn Lynch, you got to remember that he did come in, but not to that late. There is somebody I know. I'm. I can't think of. This. I. I know there's somebody out there, Corey. And I know yeah. if we both said the name, it would just the light. Scott, I remember. I remember. I remember listening to Scott say it. So I know there is so one. But Tiki, Bar- Tiki Barber is in that conversation though, mm-hmm. because he had those three amazing seasons that were later on, and he wasn't a lead option until later on either. If you know who I'm talking about, this, who me and Jake talking about, this running back that didn't really get start getting to work until he got to be 30 years old at the fantasy exec or at the all in kid. What's up, Matt? What's interesting, not on a fantasy perspective, but on a real NFL perspective for this yeah. weekend, is like the one o'clock. Besides, like Minnesota at Carolina, that's a goodie. That's a goodie. The Raiders Chiefs is interesting because it's for first yeah, place. Yeah, fantasy, but, and then you, you got know, fantasy implications in there and for fantasy. But otherwise, it's like the it's pretty much the the three games you want to see the four o'clock slate out of four o'clock slate. Eagles, I know they bumped the they bumped the Cowboys Giants to one o'clock. No. They're like, hey, screw you guys, you're not good anymore. I know that's crazy. America, no more. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys got flexed out. A Cowboy Giant game got flexed out of Sunday Night Football <laughs> for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's where we had in 2017. So, uh, well, Jacksonville, well, Baltimore, Pittsburgh took the night spot in Jacksonville, and um, Russell Wilson team. Which which one of the three games would you have? Pref- would pick for the, oh, for the Eagles Eagles Rams. Eagles Rams. Easy. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You see, I, I, I would if I had one to watch that I had would if if it would have been me, it'd have been Jacksonville that and Seattle. Because I want to see if Jacksonville's the real deal. And you want to test the, the Seahawks the, the Seahawks and the Patriots are the ultimate test of metal 
of any team in the NFL right now. I, if you want to see where you at, I you want to play what, Seattle or you want to play New England. I get what you're saying there, but just the implications for like seeding and everything right now. Yeah, we, we got a, a, a two loss team and a three loss team going at it. That would that's a big fun. time game out in, out in Los Angeles. It's gonna be forty be, people in the stadium, though, Matt. But still, it's you know and it's I, different. I I would have liked to have ever seen that as the eight. I would like to steal his rape. I would like to go to Cowboys Giants, but I'd be doing Hunt Up Lock Live, so there goes that. 844-843. And I'll be doing Hunt Up Lock Live happily on our Sunday morning also. Because I'm here to help you. It's not about me going chilling at the damn stadium. I'm here at this studio is my trap house. I come here to help you all win championships. 844-843-6879. You're going back? You're going oh oh can't go. Hey, Joel in Canada and Mark in Arizona. I promise I'll get to you right after the break. Just hang on. Hang out, rock with us, and we'll take care of your questions right after the break. What's up, Matt? Now, as you say, you'd be spreading Christmas cheer for all to hear. And, uh, That's what I'm trying yeah. to do, man. Thank you. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about me going to the stadium and having a good time. Because you can go to the stadium. See, one thing. You, see, I don't go to, to the link because Philadelphia is crazy. But MetLife is full of Giant fans. And then you can see some drunk Giants fans won't act a little crazy and jump out there a little bit, whatever. You know, local 132, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Had one too many beers and talked a little trash. But I'm not really tripping off that guy. Because ultimately, he's going to take a couple swings and might miss whatever. Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to jump you in that joint. They're going to jump you in the bathroom <laughs> at the link. So, no, be careful. When we come back, finish knocking out these telephones. And I did want to touch on that, Eagles and um, um, Rams. Rams. There you go right there. Fancy Football Friends, the FNTSY Radio. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome products. Fantasy football, frenzy, FNTSY radio. Don Burns, I still got the homies on hold. All right, good looking at them. Get right to you. First, quick, uh, I, meant, I meant to touch on this earlier in the week. <clears throat> but I, I want to give a shout out. I got a couple of people on my timeline. Well, Dennis Roy, I don't think that back was Justin Forsett. I think it was somebody. Yeah. It wasn't Justin Forsett. It was somebody else. But Forsett didn't really get rolling so older either. So I retweeted earlier today um, the uh, Alvin Kamara tweet that he sent last night and one of the homies on my timeline two two people on my timeline replied get well soon we miss you i'm like it's kind of it was very personal y'all i mean you don't know the man you feel what i'm saying at least i don't think you know him wishing you a strong recovery rest up and looking forward to rooting for you next week when you tweet at players tweet nice stuff like that Stop tweeting stupid stuff at players. Please stop it. I it's, don't think you should tweet at a player for anything, yeah. good or bad. How about that? It's it, But the, the, the negative tweets towards players, it really is a black eye on the fantasy industry. I'm telling you, stop doing it. It's corny. It's childish. The troll mentality, that's whack. Be, be an adult. Stop tweeting stupid stuff at players. 
Because I seen where Leonard Fournette was like, had to come back, had to clap back at some people and be like, listen, I run against an 11 man front. Stop playing with me. So. Cut Nobody it out. That, I know. <laughs> I know. That was an exaggeration. It was a, it was a funny exaggeration. Just a little bit. 844-436-879. Joel is in Canada. What up, Joel? What's up, fellas? Chilling. How can we help you this morning? So right now I got Jordan Howard, Jameson Crowder, and Emmanuel Sanders on the bench. All right. I'll Would see. you... Right now, my I have starters. I have Jamal Williams, Crabtree, and P. Ryan. Who? P. Ryan? P. Ryan. Who's your other wide yeah. receiver? Crab. Well, I play Thomas, but it's Crabtree. Okay, so Crab Crab so yeah, I don't see a problem with this. I'm sorry, was that PPR standard? This is, yo, that's a good question, Joel. PPR standard. Half, half, standard. half point. Half point PPR. <laughs> Matt, would you half start point. Jordan Howard over Sam P. Ryan? But I start Jordan Howard over Sam P. Ryan. Or, or Jamal Williams. Was, was Crabtree one of these options? Though? Crabtree is in the lineup. Oh, he's in the lineup right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was going to say Crabtree's got to be in my lineup. So it's Howard, P. Ryan, or Jamal Williams? Right now he has P. Ryan and J. Will in the lineup. He wants uh, my, Joel wants to know if Howard should be in this lineup. Jordan Howard. I don't know why I like Howard this week. I think I'm in the minority. And I'm not you Howard. hate Jordan Howard. I, I don't hate Howard. I've even back in the preseason, I've explained that. I, I just think it's, it's more of the setup of the team. I, I would go Howard over P. Ryan. I have a lot of concerns about this Redskins offensive line. I don't know if this has been talked, to, talked yeah. enough about. It's been pretty much, de- you know, th- they got pretty much devastated against the Cowboys. And that's well, good for them. What's up? Huh? I know who I was thinking of, and if it's the same person you were thinking of, we're stupid for not thinking of this one. It was the fact that LeGarrette Blunt had nothing before he was oh with the Patriots. Oh, my God. You're right. It was LeGarrette Blunt. That's who it was. Yeah, so there yeah. you go right there. Oh, we didn't get the – hey, Jake, J- Jordan Howard going this lineup? And who is the other option at the bench? I missed a part of it because P- I was looking up LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> P. Ron and Jamal Williams, half-point PPR. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm going to watch practice reports today. I'm worried about this whole Jamal Williams, the Aaron Jones. All the beat writers starting to pop up saying there's, the Packers still want Aaron Jones to be the lead option. You know how I feel about yeah. this, but I can't. this is another one. We can't force the hands of the coaches. If they really are going to give him 50% of the workload and start to give him more involved again, Williams might be the one to bench, especially the Cleveland Browns run defense. So as of right now, he's the one I'm actually benching. And Howard is in the lineup. All right, so there you go right there. That's where the all-in kit stands. You can check the link, and you can order the shirt, too. So go get that done. Mark in Arizona, uh, let Chris Ventra downstairs in, in the control room. Let Chris Ventra get on the phone, take care of Mark's question. When we come back, hour number two of the Fantasy Football Frenzy, we go YouTube Live. <laughs> 